0: what's up everybody bread and butter podcast here with episode five serving up the basics the average hearthstone player needs for improvement um so tito what have you been up to lately
1: uh what haven't i been up to um been busy with work um had the had my driveway redone you know how they do the resurfacing and um i had to have that done it was the end of the season and i got the guy to give me an estimate he said well we can try to get you in but um, I might be out of material and I'm at the end of my last week. And then he calls me on Thursday night and says, I can get you in tomorrow. And I said, that is fantastic. Let's do it. And then I realized I had to move everything off of my driveway, <laughs> even including a cord of wood. So, oh, no. So the next morning, I, and I also had to dig up dirt that's kind of grown over in places. It's been a long time since I've had that done. So I had a nice morning of scrambling to not only be on work meetings but also move wood and move pallets and move all kinds of garbage off the area to have the driveway clean enough so he could come clean it himself and then put down the, the repairs. So um, I'm glad it was done. It's it's one thing off the checklist, one thing off the, the mental uh, things you have the, the mental list you have of all the things that stack up, but it was not a fun morning. And, aside from that, i um, been playing Hearthstone. Um, streamed a couple extra days this week. The, the funny thing for me was, I have a scheduled stream on Thursday, and no one showed up. I had, like, two, three viewers all night, which is fine. Like, that's part of being a new streamer. I had unscheduled streams Wednesday and Fridays with active audiences. So, maybe Thursdays is not the best night. I'm going to start playing with that. But, it was interesting, to say the least. I've had been having a lot of fun. Um, how about yourself, Doc?
0: Um... So today, what I what I got to do is I got to uh, cast for Utah Tech University's Rocket League team for a charity stream for St. Jude. So it was Utah Tech University versus Utah State. Uh, It was it was really fun. It was charity stream. It was best of five. Uh, Unfortunately, Utah Tech lost two to three. Uh, Game one did go. So a regular Rocket League game is five minutes. Game one had a seven and a half minute overtime it was wow. insane it was a lot of fun and right after the rocket league uh match ended we were already halfway to our goal so that was really cool oh um, fantastic but uh a little birdie tells me that we have the man the myth the legend fresh out of blizzard jail steven just a guy how are you doing i'm doing good guys how have you been doing pretty okay um have you
2: what have you been up to lately uh too much honestly um trying to keep up with you know day-to-day life work um the stuff i normally have to do and then sort of you know we've piled on that because we're we're actually trying to gear up here in the next couple of months to to sell everything i own pack up everything we want to keep and and head to california so the kids can actually start going into work for once which you know that'll be a nice thing to to finally get to
0: nice nice nice. um i mean happy for you like that's a cool opportunity to because you said you've said before that you have only really stayed in like the greater chicago area correct so this will be like your oh yeah first adventure. I, I was
2: yeah i was born born and raised i've lived within the same 10 mile radius just about my entire life so yeah i mean it's a it's a nice area you know my my, my dad was a first generation immigrant who came to this country from greece um and i've always sort of wondered you know when you get into january and february every year in chicago uh why the heck he came here i, I don't know <laughs> you know hawaii seems like it would have been a nice place to settle and be a doctor as well but uh yeah for some reason we ended up here um which you know you, you live your life and, and everything's going okay and then sort of you know different different circumstances come up and different opportunities present themselves and you know even when you're as old as i am apparently you can still sort of you know decide what your your third chapter of your life looks like and and if it's totally different than what you've been doing that's pretty cool awesome um have you been have you been playing any hearthstone recently i I have not a ton um time being what it is uh yeah I, i i usually you know climb into the diamond ranks sometime by the middle of the month so i i started working my way up a little bit uh playing imp warlock and and some ramp druid and and just sort of you know i i picked up the mini set obviously it's still you know for 2000 gold it's it's the best buy in the entire game so it's a no-brainer um and, and the cards you know the, the the entire expansion has been actually an awful lot of fun so you know i i think the theming of it and and sort of uh the way everybody's gotten into it and, and the different mystery things that they've put out there from the community um has been an awful lot of fun i think it's been a really engaging set
1: you wouldn't have any bias in that opinion either, though, would you? None
2: whatsoever. Um, the fact that my daughter is the set lead and, you know, obviously the, the entire conversation going back. You know, they're, they're typically, the, the set that comes out a month ago is, is something that they were working on a year prior. So they're, they're, they're way ahead with the initial, you know, conception and, and, and theming and development of it. And then obviously they're tweaking things and, and doing final design stuff up until release. Um, But this was a a great, great idea. It just did, you know, Cora was really into, you know, the the classic movie Clue and, and this were murder mystery theming that she's, you know, awful lot of novels that she reads. And I think, you know, just the idea was good. The fact that she turned it into something that, that actually produced such an amazing set was really remarkable.
1: I agree. It, it's been very fantastic. the The mini set, however, has been a little underwhelming as far as not theming. the the the, the interesting thing about the mini set, the actual cards themselves ha, has been underwhelming as far as its effect on the meta. The theming, top notch. It's been the best mini set that they've themed wise. It just it would have been nicer to have a little bit more um,
2: impact on the meta. I, I think there's there's a sort of a balance that I'm sure they're always keeping with because when you know the last mini set that came out. You know, you, you have meta-defining cards that sort of change everything and stuff's really OP when it first hits, and, and they certainly don't want to release things that way, and, and obviously, you know, patches are going to be coming sooner or later, but but I think, you know, trying to find something that, that doesn't completely reinvent the game but feels fresh is really a, a difficult thing to do every time.
1: They actually did that with the one free card they gave out before the set dropped in Renathal.
2: Yep. Yep, and that, that, you know, sort of polarized opinions. People were, you know, really excited about sort of being able to construct an entirely different deck and, and sort of how it would affect things because we all know that more cards doesn't necessarily mean better deck. But, but the fact that, you know, you actually had the opportunity to think about how this would work and can I put a deck together that's going to take advantage of it and does the 40 health actually make a big difference or not, and I think it really played out well I, I you can see that they didn't have to to really do anything to balance the card and it really did give a lot of people a lot of entertainment and a lot of effort to put together new decks that wouldn't have existed otherwise
1: and that's interesting because I know uh, there has been some talk on whether or not that card can be nerfed or, or it should be nerfed like how do you nerf it stats nerf staff nerf, stat I can talk stats nerf won't really matter if it was a Five mana, five, six. No one cares. It's how do you nerf the effect? And maybe you bring it down to 35 35, maybe you bring it up to 45 45. I mean, there is very different ways you could nerf it. I don't think they will, but I do think it will kind of get old over the next three or four sets,
2: depending. Uh, I, I, I think, I think it's time will tell for the most part. I, I think. If it was really unbalanced, you would have seen a reaction to it already at this point. I don't think that when you're climbing ladder that you're seeing, you know, yes, are you seeing XL decks frequently? Sure, but can you still play very competitive decks without the, the, the 40 deck limit, the 40 card limit, and, and actually still put together, uh, you know, decks that you play and you don't even have to worry about? Uh, constructing the new format type, yeah, you can you can do that all the time. And I think that's what they care about. They don't want to see a disproportionate number of people playing the same decks. I think that's the key for them. That they, they want to see variety. And that's, for me, as far as the game goes, I, I get bored easily of playing the same deck. Somebody who grinds and, and, and you know, there, there may be some top-tier decks that they really enjoy playing. I'll play them for a while, but if I can't add some variety to it, if I can't, you know, three, four matches with one, and I want to switch to something else. So for me, the best meta is when there's six, seven, eight different decks that, that may not all be the same tier, but as long as they're competitive and as long as they're enjoyable to play, that that for me is the most fun.
1: I think in regards to the, a nerf for the card, I don't think it would be a nerf based on performance. I think it would be a nerf based on feels. I think it will be a nerf where they say enough is enough. We've seen too many of these aggro feels uh, like it's having too hard of a time because all the other, all the other archetypes are able to stabilize enough because of the extra health so i don't think it would be a performance issue i, I definitely think it would be a feels based down the road we could ask daniel stormy sheldon about that but i don't think we want to go down that rabbit <laughs> hole right now um i will say though that i'm getting a little hungry maybe we should set the table doc um i do want
0: to i do want to touch on Renithal, though, but really quick
1: oh sorry i apologize
0: no 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 you're good you're good um I played a bunch of aggro druid uh, after the set kind of first came out and I was still killing Renathal decks on like turn five, turn six. Mm -hmm. All the time. Like routinely. Like it wasn't even hard. Like, yeah, it took me an extra turn because there's just 10 more damage I have to do. But aggro still definitely has a place in this meta, even with the 40 card decks existing. Granted, border clears hurt a lot worse now because... It's more of a comeback mechanic you have to overcome with that extra health existing, but it's still definitely doable. I personally don't think is too big of a problem, just because decks can get there, and then even a Renathal deck versus Renathal deck, like I was playing uh, Beast Hunter versus <laughs> some random <laughs> XL Beast Druid on ladder the other day, and I still beat them on turn 8 with not having the best curve. I mean... Th- Beast Hunters is also just dumb and broken right now, but it still got there fairly quickly. Um, So, guy, what's your history with video games and uh, Hearthstone?
2: Well, video games, you know, goes back, uh, boy, pre-electricity, actually. Um, We we, we played video games without electricity, which was a lot harder back in the day. Um, But no, I mean... I started with, you know, the, the evolution of gaming when I was a kid. We we had Pong. I mean, literally had Pong. Actually, it was a knockoff. It, w- it was one of the the ones that came out after Pong first hit. And, and you know, from there it was sort of a matter of you know, evolving into the game systems that came out with the NES and the Sega Genesis and the Sega CD. And that sort of, you know, the pinnacle of my gaming childhood was, you know, convincing my parents in 1982 that a high school kid needed a $3,500 computer system, which, boy, that was a hard sell. And, you know, I pitched the whole college thing and everything I could do with it for school and obviously never mentioned that I'd spend day after day playing, you know, D&D Gold Box games. So, yeah, I I mean, it was, that that was a heck of a system. It had a, you know, one color monitor, uh, two five and a quarter inch floppy drives, no hard drive because we're talking 1983 at this point. So, yeah, but that was... That that was where I really got into gaming.
1: So you had to convince so them the, that the Commodore sixty four was a real pool of radiance? Yeah, no,
2: that, that 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 was that was a pit. That was a calculator at that point. So <laughs> yeah. No, this was a genuine IBM PC and, and I remember my first upgrade on this thing. I think I went from 64k RAM to like 256K RAM. So yeah, that was a big upgrade back in the day. So that, that was a lot of fun. But That thing had a permanent spot in my bedroom for years and years and years so from there you know i i found a wayward path into being a business owner who you know in 1996 opened up a software and computer store and my dream was that i would spend endless days of playing games while people came in and you know i sold them stuff and bought stuff and and apparently i was delusional because what i've done for the last 26 years is work my butt off and having to learn how to actually do real work fixing computers and building computers and selling equipment and doing networking and on-site service and remote service and everything else that goes along with it. So, yeah, I, I, I thought I'd be, you know, having fun and lazy and no, that it hasn't been the way it panned out.
0: <laughs> uh, so when you play Hearthstone right now, what are the decks you cycle through?
2: So I I've, I've been fairly consistent with an imp warlock deck that I've been happy with. Again, you're talking about aggro. You're not talking about an Excel deck. You're talking about something that's competitive, you know, it wins a fair amount of time. You can climb with it. Um, I really like um, Ramp Druid. I have for several sets now. It's it's not top tier, but I enjoy playing it. Um, I, I have a good time uh, with golf. I, I like uh, the feel of the deck. It it doesn't the, the the decks that you really have to play perfectly are never going to be for me. I, I'm never going to be that high skill player. I play. I play Hearthstone on my phone while the TV is going in the background. I rarely ever play sitting at a computer where I'm just focusing on it. It's 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 more social. You know, at some point my wife expects me to make an appearance, so it's it's easier to have something that you can do while you're also socializing and and watching, you know, Virgin River or whatever show she wants to put on and and, and being able to play Hearthstone at the same time is is a pretty nice thing.
0: Right on. Uh, what's your favorite deck of all time?
2: Oh, all time probably because it's it's probably my favorite card of all time is Deathstalker Rexar. So the, Let's the go. deck. Let's go. I, I I love the Discover card mechanic. It, it is it is far and away the most fun I have. I it, it, having a deck that you know isn't about planning. It's more about throw stuff in front of me and let me pick something that I think is fun at that point. So, Discover worked so well for me, and Deathstalker Rexar was such a fun card to play. You, 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 yes, you know, you could really achieve high skill level with it, but it was just fun. It was different every time you got it out there, and you, you had a turn. You know, you could mix and match and really put together some variety. Which, like I said, I don't like playing the same deck all the time. So, having a deck that isn't the same all the time is really right up my alley.
0: Awesome! Yeah, you just you just brought me back a bunch of nostalgia because that's one of my favorite decks too. Um, Great <laughs> card. Have you ever suggest suggested anything to your kids that's made it into the game?
2: I have, um, although they would never acknowledge it, and rarely ever have mentioned it to me. Once in a while, when they're feeling charitable, and they're like, <laughs> "I need," we're trying to. What's a good card for this? We're doing you know uh, trying to do a mage deck what would be a legendary for whatever they just off the top of my head and usually i'll say something and they'll just sort of go oh no that's terrible and walk away and and they realize (laughs) that obviously they're better off just sort of talking to each other which is actually one of the nice things that you know as hopefully everybody who's listening if they have any clue who i am whatsoever you know my claim to fame is is i am the foremost card designer creator because i have two kids that are both on team five designing for Hearthstone. So one of the nice things is that for the last two and a half years, you know, my daughter, after we initially helped her move out to California, came home with COVID and everything. The fact that she's been remote work this entire time, but has been able to do it with somebody here is really a huge benefit. The people who are sort of stuck doing Zoom meetings for socializing and, and, you know, working together, trying to design this stuff, it's really tough, but the fact that she can walk into the other room and, and have somebody there to talk about what she's working on and what she's having a problem with, it's nice if once in a while I get a little conversation and I try and help, but yeah, the fact that Sage and Cora can both sort of conspire and come up with things, you can just see they work so well together. Okay, but you haven't answered the question. You, you, you've, you've skirted around the question, and I can have guarantee you... they ever you... put something in there? Yes, there are some cards that have, in some form, after they've modified certain things have have actually i i will not and cannot tell you any um that i may have said hey what about this that or the other thing but absolutely i believe at one point i actually came up with a solid suggestion and cora looked at me and went we can print that card and i went ooh goody i was good for once
1: (laughs) i can i can guarantee you they don't
2: listen to this podcast no no they don't listen to anything i've ever done ever I have what half a dozen videos out there. The only reason that Cora saw my card reveal was because they threw it in front of her while she was doing an interview. So yeah, otherwise no, they don't they don't pay attention. Why? Why would they? They're kids. They're my kids. Well,
1: that's not necessarily
2: what? true. I from what I've talked to you, um, they've actually watched something
1: you've recently done, and that, that leads us into our next question, right, Doc?
0: Uh, yeah. So uh, Jessica... great segue, Tito. Nice. <laughs> really cut it in subtle. There. <laughs> Jessica, so you and Tito have started this new project called Watch This. Uh what are you what are your feelings about it?
2: Uh stress, aggravation, uh idiocy. Um Doc feels the same I think, thing
1: because he has also worked with me on, on a different project. So you both yeah. you both have a shared experience
2: here. I think I think Doc, you and I can commiserate in getting sucked into doing something with Tito and realizing just how much more difficult it was going to be than you expected. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we are kindred spirits in that in that sense. I, I think it's actually it's evolving into something that I think could be really, really good. Um, the fact that I have such a steep learning curve and trying to figure out how to edit professionally is obviously a challenge. Um, conceptualizing things is not an issue, it's actually trying to turn out a, a finished product that you know, I'm happy about. Um, and it is decidedly different from anything that I've done up until now because you know, my greatest fear is that you know, if at any point I took myself too seriously and decided I was going to sit down and do a podcast trying to tell people how to really be better at Hearthstone, or I was going to do a stream trying to show how professional and top-notch all my moves are and give people tech tips, Never going to happen. That, that's why I, I do stuff that's that's, you know, Hearthstone adjacent. It's it's designed to be sort of fun and maybe a little clever and maybe a little funny. Uh, but yeah, serious stuff like this is is more important. There's more on the line. So I, I certainly want to make sure that what we put out it does justice to the, you know, good job that Tito's putting out there with the interviews that he's doing with these subjects.
1: Well, well, two things. One, Doc's the one that actually asked me to do a podcast. So, <laughs> so I didn't rope him into anything. Yeah. I, I, I Self-inflicted kind of, <laughs>
2: wounds. But, but two, um,
1: what exactly is Watch This?
2: Like, So w- w- you, you conceived an idea that, that I, I thought was really, really good. Um, it, it was a way of trying to highlight and profile some of the lesser known content creators that are out there and give them, you know, a a real quick, you know, short format, two minutes or so initially, and then sort of an extended cut that we're working on for the interview segments. Something that can be consumed quickly that gives them a chance to sort of just answer the the really main questions, which are, who are you, what do you do, and why should we watch? Um, and, And I think there's so many talented individuals out there that don't get the eyes that they should. That don't get the ears that they should, whether they're streaming, whether they've got a podcast, whether they're, you know, just trying to put together videos and stuff and and find a following and find an audience. Um, that there's really too many to pick from, and the fact that you know Tito is so plugged into so many of them, it's really nice to be able to sort of you know take a look at them, become familiar with them, and give them you know whatever we can try to do. The the goal here is to put something together that that's professional and represents them well and looks good. And then we can try and leverage it with you know the community team and other you know content creators that have a bigger platform than we do, and try and give them the audience that they really deserve.
1: And, and we're not just focused on Hearthstone. We are initially because that's our that's our bread and butter, so to speak. Um, but um, we are we are looking to look into WoW and and any other games. If someone's making content and they're trying to find a community, my, my vision kind of came from i want i personally want to get into content creation and this was going to be my solo project because i had the project with you here with the um podcast i've been starting to stream and i'm like well i I want to do something and along with this podcast like it's like steve just said um it's it'd be crazy to try to teach people how to play hearthstone and that's what we've done because i don't think a lot of people do that specifically like coin conceal do that like they just had a great episode that covers half the stuff that we cover in our show however like that's not always their focus their focus is news their focus is esports their focus is hey how do you play this deck um and my thought was the general improvement so i thought that was interesting and that's kind of where we went there but the solo project i was going to do and then i thought hey i I went to just the guy because he had already had some edit experience That we've seen in some of the videos he's done. And I'm always talking to him about my ideas and stuff like that. So I came to him. I was like, hey, this is what I want to do. Like, I'm a small content creator. And I'm trying to get my name out there. And it is hard. It is hard to get started in a saturated market doing anything. So, like, I also don't want to just have gameplay videos. Because everyone does that. And some people do it well. Some people don't do it well. But that's just out there all the time. So what can we do to fit into this? this where can we find a different voice in a saturated market and my idea was well let's highlight people let's point people to them so that way if they are just trying to find an audience if we find somebody if if they have one person or two people that start following them because we pointed at them great like now they can start building a community and that's what you want if someone is working really hard and they're just not quite at partner level yet on twitch or so and we can get them there because hey, now we just found a few more people. That's amazing, and and
2: well, absolutely. I, I think the the hardest thing to do when you're trying to to develop an audience, whether you know, when I just created a, a Twitter account, you're you're tweeting to no one. You know you're 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 basically you know shouting in the wind and you're hoping that somehow somebody sees something that you're doing and likes it enough to actually you know retweet it or put it out there and then people go hey this was kind of interesting or this was funny and they start following you having somebody else try and leverage whatever audience they have to put you in front of them is not something that happens often enough and being able to do it with watch this is really a little unique so i think it's a big deal that we're trying to do something that genuinely isn't look at me, look at me. It's look at these people and see what they're about and what they have to offer and see if they actually are somebody you'd like to add to the people that you pay attention to. And I think that's really different.
0: So out outside looking into this project, because Tito, Tito showed me the interview with Daniel like the day before or whenever you guys published it, I absolutely love the format i think it's a fantastic idea because like you said it's very quick in and out like two minutes you get a bunch of information all at once and it's short it's short and sweet uh i think it's great like i really like the format i think you guys are on to something with this um and i i look forward to seeing the rest of it uh i think the appetizers. i think a lot of
2: it a lot of it like your podcast is trying to figure it out as you go along and trying to figure out sort of the, the, the tone and trying to figure out, you know, the synergy between the two of you and how it sort of develops. And, and a lot of that you can't plan, you can't predict. You, you sort of have to let it grow organically. And a lot of it with this is, you know, doing an interview, putting it together, we talk about sort of what do we see this turning into and how do we see the edits and how do we see the content. And then you sort of do a cut and you put it together and you try and figure out How it looks and the the difficulty with any individual trying to develop content is you're your only only audience You're not always the best person to tell you whether something you're doing is actually good or not So being able to have somebody else to work with is a huge advantage. So yeah, absolutely I I think it's still turning into something that I I don't know for sure what it's going to be down the road But I, I think at least it looks pretty promising.
1: I agree and, and one final note, so we, we've been talking about how hard it is to get into content and how you started with Twitter. And that's kind of this us, the three of us right here is kind of, I think, been almost important in how you became sort of well known because I, I remember that you had a tweet, and I forget what the tweet was, but it, it was it was very funny. And it became the subject on um, Squelch. And Squelch was talking about it. And also, Blizzlet was talking about it. And this was before Daniel was on both shows. And I remember that we started really loving, the oh, it's just a guy, he's funny, and all that. And so when when I was helping uh, Doc do the 200th episode for Blizzlet, uh, we asked you to be on it. Mostly off of the notoriety of... You being on that Squelch episode, or not being on it, but being talked about on it, and it was funny. I was like, "Oh, this would be perfect because we've we've, we've been laughing about this." And then you did that. Sure. Let's Cora. be honest.
2: Let's be honest here. I was asked to do the 200th episode of podcast because it was a way of getting to Cora, so that Cora would do the 200th episode. Actually, was like... no, 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 the no, no, reason, no. Not at all. The reason. Might not have been the only reason, but the reason that I have anybody who listens to anything I say, at least initially, hopefully they've actually developed some fondness for my, for me and my story, and and I'm a little different than the average person that's out there talking about any of this. But it's because my my absolute sponging association with no, my kids. You're actually wrong that's on this so one, so and totally I would true agree for me. <laughs> I, I would agree with you
1: in in theory. I, I had
2: the tweet. The tweet you're talking about was my leaking the kids' schedule. No, 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 so no. This somebody, was well
1: before that. This was well before that. that. This was and this was well before that. And this was so this was before you were on any of the episodes. And I had asked you to be on and Cora to be on separately. Like, it had nothing to do with each other. And I had been working with Cora. Cora Cora's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do it. And she's like, oh, I'm running behind and all this. And you were like, hey, yeah, I'll I'll get you something. And then Cora said, hey. Cora came to me and said, hey, do you mind if we just, me and my dad, knock this out together, two birds, one stone? I said, that would be amazing. And what you guys gave us was amazing. But we did not not tie you together on that. In fact, I had you as separate entities. And then once you were on that, pretty within, like, a couple weeks, you were on... Uh, an episode of i believe blizzlet first i think and then squelch and, and as uh, during that you also started building up. i've never up a been on profile. squelch
2: they've never they've never oh. invited me on. i've been on blizzlet twice okay. daniel has asked me there um I, I if if it was something if you guys actually paid attention to me earlier than i expected then that's 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 nice to hear because uh, honest to god in the early days i used to i mean everything i did was sort of tied to hearthstone because of the you know when when cora wants to play online and we go back and forth with the dad quit bothering me and cora come on let's joke a little it it can be pretty funny and and it's it it does definitely have you know obviously some background behind it but yeah early days i used to post you know just odd things about I, i did a fake job interview that i did uh, yep. with, with, you know, blizzard trying to get, which, you know, unfortunately the, the actual applications I've presented weren't fake, but, uh, unfortunately, you know, I do believe they discriminate against the elderly and, and, and that's just a fact. Um, I, I, attempted to apply as a senior designer, not a senior level designer, a senior age designer who I absolutely think they still need to, to try and address that demographic I think AARP members, like myself, are not (laughs) fervent enough Hearthstone fans, and they should actually look to take advantage. Look, we're retired. We have money. We have the ability to buy runestones that not everybody out there does. (laughs) So maybe you wanna actually attempt to market to us a little bit more. So a senior designer who actually understands these people better would be a great hire on their part. Somebody who understands that you need to, to make the rope longer if you're age verified over a certain age. These kinds of things that they haven't addressed. That was the stuff I originally started putting out. So I didn't know that anybody was paying attention to me. And obviously when my kids did, usually it was just a yell at me. So, And actually, Doc, you might not know this, but um, Stephen here, he is the founder
1: of AARP against AAPM.
0: <laughs> Good one. But honestly, I thought you were hilarious from like the first tweet I saw of yours. And so I was like, yeah, I'll I'll follow this guy. He's pretty funny. Like, yeah, no, it's just been it's been great just to see all the shenanigans you've done and being in Blizzard jail adjacent oh,
2: okay. quite often. I got in trouble for for doing uh, an actual video bit, the, the photo album that I temporarily put out. Because I, I did a disclaimer at the beginning and had actually said, while the Chicago campus is not entirely real. And apparently that wasn't enough of a disclaimer. So, yeah, I, I you know what? The employees, I know for a fact, the employees with Blizzard on the Hearthstone team refer to my house as the Chicago campus. That's awesome. So none of that, none of that is made up anymore so yeah it's it's you know it's always been a fine line to 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 have a little fun to joke not everybody knows when you're not being serious even when you try to make it completely obvious that you're not being serious so i have had you know i i did the one video about how to tell when i'm not being serious because i've had people over the years get really angry and call me just awful names. I when I when I when Sage got hired on the team, I remember putting out a tweet saying that if you wanted a card named after somebody, <laughs> oh, yeah. Go go ahead and let me know, DM me because for a price I'll take care of it for you. And I had another Blizzard employee on a different team actually call me a piece of because he thought I was serious that I was apparently selling using my influence. Like I have influence using my influence to get cards named after like your kid, we we can get your niece, we can get your niece, you know, we can get a card named after her. If you just, you know, toss me a couple of bucks, we'll work something out. Yeah. I thought it was so obviously satirical and, and it apparently wasn't for everybody. So. Well, you even, um,
1: you even had somebody come after you on your schedule that you put out, which had one one line, which was rolling around in the room full of money.
2: Yes. I, I, like I said, you know, I, I need to do a disclaimer <laughs> even more emphatic than anything I've put out there because there have been people who, regardless of how obviously I thought I've made the fact that I was joking about stuff, there are still people who will just – I, I don't know how you look at anything on Twitter and just take it at face value, but apparently, th- there are still those people. So, so when That's... you
0: when you all move, are you going to become the Irvine, Chicago
2: satellite? <laughs> yeah, artist? we'll be we'll, we'll be that we'll we'll be the uh, uh, the Blizzard Irvine uh, like uh, Annex. remote remote office. It'll, <laughs> it'll just be sort of the like like in the outlet parking. You can't you can't get the good parking spots. You haven't been there. We're in the outlet. That, that, that's sort of where where i'll be camped yeah i'm sure i will if we don't have
1: a video of you dropping the kids off at work and you trying to walk in and security guards escorting you out, oh. i'll be very disappointed
2: that would be so good i would love that so much let, let, let's look look i i i'm one of the nice things in having a conversation about doing watch this is is to try to do some content that, that first of all and, and i since my face isn't in front of it hopefully people don't expect it to be a joke so that's good it's got more credibility that way but it's to do something that isn't completely tied to hearthstone and my kids because you know there is a time where you know that's good and that's fun but i do occasionally push the line a little too much and i don't want to be on first name basis with their pr department anymore (laughs) he's a great guy but I don't want to. So it's okay. I'm fine with doing a little more serious stuff. Now, having said that the next video that I'm actually working on for my own release is probably going completely across the line in the other direction anyway, but we'll we'll have to see what Uh, happens. Do you have a a timeline for that? I've actually just started the mock-up for the video. So I I, I have a, a couple of other streams that that I have to record to put it together, but it, it hopefully won't take more than a week or so. If you okay. need help, I, I can try to get to you some more... Um... Yeah, you don't you don't want to be an accomplice, which is literally what they would call you. So, just, <laughs> yeah, not in this case. Well, if you want me to distract
1: you more, I'll try to get you some more interviews to watch this faster to keep you occupied.
2: <laughs> well, right.
0: good luck, and I hope you have a good Blizzard jail attorney uh, to get you out I, on well, parole.
2: I, we'll have to find out how bad... It, the jailer himself is is in the play now, so we'll have to figure out how that works.
1: Well, Doc, I think it's time for the main course.
0: That it is. Broccoli, broccoli, it's time to eat your broccoli.
1: All right. So, I don't know if you played the bumper or not, Doc, sorry. No, Um, you're good. All right. Um, Our subject for this week is community um, as a tool. And that might sound a little weird because why would you use your community? That's, that sounds kind of counter, counterintuitive to having a community. Community is friends and family and, and however you want to describe it. But there's a lot of community in Hearthstone that can help you get better. And a lot of people probably don't take advantage of that. Now, if you are listening to this fringe podcast about getting better at Hearthstone... You probably already know a lot of this because how did you find us? I don't know. But um, there are many things you should think about using in order to get better at Hearthstone. And a lot of them are very subtle. Um, For one podcast, obviously ours, but shows like Vicious Syndicate, Syndicate, um, Coin Conceived, these are great tools just so you stay current with what's going on in Hearthstone. A lot of playing Hearthstone, especially as you're climbing, is about what the meta is, uh, what decks are good, what decks are not good. Even if you're not planning on playing like the best decks, it's good to know what people are playing. If you find out, if you're listening to these shows and you're finding out, hey, uh, ramp druid and thief rogue or whatever are prevalent, you, you can think in your head, well, what do I want to play that's going to be better than that? And and just they always have different segments every week about how to get better um maybe about how to play certain decks like i said this week they had one that was very uh a a meta conversation about just how to be a better player in general and if you haven't listened to this week's coin concede um i don't know what episode it is but it is it is um i would say must listen it's one of the the best episodes that they've done as far as helping you along learning and just not not how to play the deck right now but how do I decide if I'm the the aggressor in this, or if I am the defender, or um, how do I know when to switch? There's just a lot of good information there, and it's a great starting point, so I recommend you listen to that once we're done. Um, But if you're just listening to these shows week after week, I do four or five podcasts a week just on Hearthstone. That's a lot, but I do it when I'm walking my dog. I do it when I'm driving my kid to school or from home or I'm going to the grocery store. I always have some kind of podcast on that, that just helps. And I'm not saying listen to four or five podcasts because that's a lot. I'm excessive. But you have one on, you're going to learn some things. Yeah, Maybe not from Blizzlet, but from the other shows, you might learn some things. Um, now, streams um, on Twitch and YouTube, um, these are great places you can learn some things. Now, not every streamer is going to be educational for you. Uh, there are some people that just play and don't talk and you can learn something by watching them. But there are others that are out there that you watch. And they talk through their plays. And they are very informative. Because if, you, if you're if you interested in, say, Battlegrounds, um, Dog is very good to watch. Because not only is he a top streamer, um, so is ha- Hapa. Um, not only are they top, top uh, Battlegrounds players, but they talk about what they're doing. And they say, oh, I don't like this because of this. Um, I would pick this because I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Uh, so if you're in these communities and you're watching these all the time, you're going to just pick things up. Even if you just have it in the background and you're, and you're watching while you're doing other things, you're going to you just learn some of this stuff from watching. And uh, there are some streamers that are better at it, some of them are worse. Um, there are streamers that I like to watch, like Funky Monkey and Kibler, but I wouldn't necessarily re- recommend them for... Well, well, if you're trying to learn the meta they're not great because they are so unique. They play like really strange off meta decks and they are so much better than most players. So they can get away with that. So if you start watching Kibler and you start trying to play Kibler's decks, he's 10 and two, you're two and 10. You don't know what's happening. You're not Brian Kibler. So uh, you got to find the right streamer that works for you and and Kibler, who's who's an absolute talent and, and wonderful to watch. He's got a gigantic community. Like, what, he has 5,000 people watching him at a time? I have no idea. So you're not going to have an opportunity there to necessarily interact with him because his chat moves by so fast, and, and you might want to say, why did you play that right there? And, and it's going to happen so fast you're not going to have the opportunity. So you can find smaller streamers. Like, Funky, I, I was kidding about Funky a little bit, but... He has a nice stream he he has a nice audience, and he talks through his plays and While he may not be playing the meta decks, his whole gimmick is I'm an off meta player, even though some of his off meta decks become meta because he and he invents something that then gets picked up by other people and gets on a vicious syndicate and then hey, this is a funky monkey deck, but um he talks through his plays, he sits there. And he explains what he's doing and say, Hey, well, we could do this or we could do this or we could do this. Um, and, and you really learn a lot. And when you are in his chat, you can ask him questions and he will answer quite a lot of them because he's an interactive person. So he is, he is a great person for listening to and talking to and asking questions. And I would recommend, um, kind of going with that. Um,
0: Sorry, one second.
1: Um, sure. Um,
2: uh, so, S-
0: Stephen, are you raising your hand?
2: I- I'm looking to hand off to you. Y- your audio was breaking up a little bit, Tito.
0: Okay, I'm sorry it- it about sort that. Of, yeah, I yeah, I, was- I shot him a message a little bit because it. I can I can tell it's just because like how your setup's kind of arranged, but you were talking a little far away from your mic.
1: Yeah,
2: you're turning you're turning way left.
1: Oh, sorry. And I'm actually working much more closer to the mic, so you're gonna have to edit a little bit this section. So you might want to write down the time.
2: <laughs> oh no, you're good. But if you if you like talk
0: just a little bit more directly into where your microphone actually is, it'll make it a little bit yeah, easier. Yeah, it, it
2: wasn't a problem till you started spinning to the. Oh, left. sorry. No, uh, you're I get good. Distracted just letting, just yeah. letting you know, <laughs> the, the ADHD
1: is kicking in. Um, all right, so. Um, so I didn't hear that at all. <laughs> hopefully, it'll come. It came up on the mark. Um, so so like if you're watching someone like Funky, uh, he'll talk through his plays, he'll uh, a- answer questions. So if you're wondering why didn't you play this, and then he'll answer. He'll say, well, if I played that, then this might have happened, and this was the better play. Um, in fact, I had a deck that I had created that was not a good deck. It was a boar, um, a boar hunter that I was trying to rely on Ickman to get us some extra boars at the end, because you're you're jamming 3-3 three, three boars back into your deck. And I, I thought it was fun. I didn't think it was good, but it was fun. But I submitted it to his, um, he, he plays viewer deck sometimes, and we went 2-1 with it, because he's a good pilot. And you can actually just learn by watching him. So definitely find streamers that work for you. I typically like the positive streamers, uh, the ones that aren't, Hating on the game all the time and complaining, oh, they made rune stones. That's a big
2: audience. That's a big audience to to be the negative toxic streamer. There's, there's a lot of them out there with an awful lot. So, and I think that's a point though. Is is it depends on what you're looking for?
0: Absolutely.
2: Obviously, if you're looking to improve at the game, the, the community and there's an awful lot of resources out there that can give you exactly that. But a lot of it depends on time. A lot of it depends on your interest. Um, Doc, I don't know what you typically sort of look to consume, but usually it's it's based on you know what you find fun first, what you find entertaining to watch, and then if you get the education and the tips along with it, and that's sort of part of what you're looking to incorporate into your game, then that's great. Yeah. So unfortunately for me, the the source of Hearthstone education
0: that I that was my uh bread and butter for lack of a better term uh when i first started playing uh was trump sc because he would do these these deck guide videos like i actually misheard face hunter as phase hunter and so for the longest time because it took me a long time to find an active hearthstone community i had a face hunter deck named phase hunter and i would just like watch all of trump sc's videos to learn these different decks because back in the day trump i mean trump still is a very good player but back in the day i feel like he was a little bit better because he spent more time playing the game um but now i mostly watch uh salissa dog and crypt and as far as like standard content sometimes i'll i'll watch regis when he plays like he uploads like his three hour uh vods but i just i consume more bgs content and then when i play when i play ranked it's just whatever ridiculous hat recommends (laughs)
1: And if you if you just want and I would recommend more than just one stream or two, because if you just watch Trump SC, you're gonna really know how to play for value. But that's not the only way to play, and you may not get exposed to some other ideas. And and it, it's good to mix it up. So having having different voices that you um, you listen to will help a lot, and and also. Like don't be afraid to ask questions. Like I said, don't be afraid to ask questions in chat because you're not you're you're engaging with them. That's the entire reason you, most people stream is to engage with a community and to build a community. And you mentioned
2: the community as a resource, and, and it's it's the streams and it's the podcasts. You know, which you know again it, it depends on time and interest. Uh, you know, some of them are are entertainment squelch and and Blizzlet are are fun to listen to. You know, it's comfortable to listen to them once you get used to the the people and, and the format and it's, it's, it's entertaining and they do toss in a little bit of education and everything along with it. Blister Guy is fantastic. When it comes to, if you want to, if you've got 25 minutes and you want to listen to someone who knows the game and who knows how to play it and he can talk about it in a way that will make you understand exactly what he saw, what he looked at, what he made choices for it's just fantastic and you know the accent doesn't hurt and it's it's entertaining to to watch him uh, you know to listen to him uh, summarize something that you know it makes me feel bad at the same time because while I'm listening to him talk about the game I realize there is zero possibility ever in my entire life no matter how much time and effort I put into learning the game and understanding it that I could talk for 25 minutes as comprehensively and intelligently as he can about the game so it's nice to have that resource to listen to and get an idea. And and it's entertaining at the same time, which I think is is the key. You know, education is great, but, you know, a a, uh, film strip talking about the causes of World War II is educational. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to want to watch it when you have free time. So it's got to be a little bit of both.
1: Right, and that's why you want to watch a bunch of different streams and listen to a bunch of different podcasts and find one that works for you. And I only said I was talking about the positive streamers. Blister Guy is probably the most positive person out there um, in the community. He's
2: disgustingly nice. It's just awful. In fact, his children are adorable, and his his video content is just so cute. I can't stand it. In fact, my kids will not do video with me. That's the biggest. He cheats. He cheats. He does not actually get the card reveals the card reveals go to his daughter every expansion and he's just along for the ride but he doesn't get criticized for piggybacking along with his daughter's success like I do and my daughter won't do a card reveal with me won't won't even give me a card reveal for her expansion set that was hurtful and and to say what you're saying about
1: blister guy and just one last thing on him before we move on to the next one Um, he has uh, these shorts that he's doing now which is like his his current week in hearthstone and there's good ray and there's bad ray and bad ray is barely bad like he's just a little snarky it's not even like like that bad he's like even when he's trying to be bad he's still like very polite and nice and
2: it's very wholesome content it is (laughs) it is
1: so another um option you can use uh doc brought up with some vods for youtube and and The videos there, you can find. If you're trying to learn something about a deck, someone's done a video for it. 12 people have done videos for it, and they're talking through these plays. So find the people you like, watch the videos. They'll talk. They're not, I mean, it's hard to watch. You're not going to watch videos all day, every day. A lot of the gameplay videos take a long time. They're 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and all that. So you don't have that kind of investment. No one does. But you can find the people you like. And find the decks you like and sit down and watch them play a game or watch two or three games and you will learn something. You will find out, oh, hey, I I should be tempoing this out or I should be not trading as much as I am or I should be doing whatever. So... YouTube uh, YouTubes and vods are, are great. You can even find them directly from the HS replay site for the decks you're looking for. So utilize that as an opportunity. I would not recommend just the guys. Uh, I would recommend them for entertainment but not for learning. Um, Discord and Twitter is great. Uh, Twitter not so much for the learning, but for finding the people to follow you will always see people posting hey this is a number one deck that made legend that means they played three games for it it's usually if someone says this is a number one legend deck it's bait uh it usually is that someone just was able to get a screenshot because they are a world-class player that could play any deck and get it to legend and uh those get clicks but you want to find the communities that are right for you and you've you'll hear us insistently we've already talked about squelch and blizzlet many times in this podcast and we will continue to talk about them because we are actively involved in their communities and it, it they are they are great places to be uh and is a fantastic community and uh one of the things you'll hear us talk about ridiculous hat because everybody talks about ridiculous hat because ridiculous hat is everywhere uh he is he is blister guy but just a little different he is from new york I hope I didn't just dox him, but I think that's public knowledge. Um, he is uh, in every community. If you post, I wonder what Hat thinks about this in any Hearthstone Discord without even oh, no. adding if, him. If,
2: if you go on Twitter and literally just tweet Hat, he shows up. It, it's, it's that frightening how plugged in he is to anything that you might act. And he's the nicest guy when it comes to answering a question, providing support, You know, and that's why you mentioned the Discords. Joining a Discord is probably something that the average person isn't really considering doing because it seems like sort of an odd commitment. They'll watch a video, they'll listen to a podcast. You can do that and still sort of, you know, stay on your side, but but joining the Discords and becoming engaged and, and actually interacting with these people is easy to do. And they are so welcoming and so nice and so supportive. It's It's just really the biggest thing that surprised me about the community as a whole from when I got in. You know, Doc, you talking about how you saw something I posted and thought it was really funny and thought it would be fun to follow and, and liked it. That That's the reaction that you tend to get from the community as a whole. They're supportive. They want to see people do well and they want to answer a question if you have a problem. And I don't think that's something that people realize enough and take advantage of.
1: And one of so I was talking to Hat specifically about my worries about this podcast and that how long can we come up with new topics and and be interesting and try to be engaging and he said to me how long have you been playing hearthstone and talking about it on twitter i said probably since about 2014 and and we don't run out of things to talk about we're always talking about hearthstone and that's true it's if you go into these discords even if you don't want to be engaged even if you don't want to talk to anybody if you're not looking to become socially active at this point if you're in these discords, you can just follow along the chatter. People are talking, people want to talk about Hearthstone in these places. So, it is just a step one, get in Discord, even if you're not comfortable. Read things. It's it's an open forum, for the most part, where people are talking all kinds of things, mostly Hearthstone. But, there people can talk about goals, what decks, what cards, thoughts about nerfs, and buffs, how to counter certain things, and, um, it's a great place to post replays. Almost every Discord that I'm a part of has a place to post replays. And and don't be shy if you like if you lost, we've all lost. We've all missed lethal. We've all can't figure out how to beat one deck with another deck. Post your replays and pe- almost guaranteed people are gonna look at it and say, Hey, why didn't you are you could have played this here and done this and actually you didn't lose the game on turn ten, you lost the game on turn five when you decided to not do this and don't one thing with that is like don't be defensive like we're here to learn we're here to help each other so don't be like well no i did that because of this that and the other listen to what people are telling you because they're helping you and even if you don't necessarily agree with where they're coming from think about it because they probably have been in the same positions and they have a different point of view and the last thing once you're in these once you're in these communities co-oping is a fantastic way to learn the game because what you can do is you can get in a voice chat and you can just get in a channel with somebody and you can just start playing. And when you're playing these games, you're talking out like, okay, turn, don't just talk about your current turn. but you'd be like, okay, we do this. We're going to set up for this. We're expecting them to do that. And and just having that conversation, you're going to not necessarily play a card in 10 seconds and click end and move on. Doc, what's up?
0: Uh, So I will say I did a science experiment during this podcast. So at, 944 my time without tweeting him i said our hat's ridiculous three minutes later he's slow liked
2: it (laughs) he's slow that's that's a delay for him i know usually he must have been driving or something at that time
1: (laughs) there was this thing they had off the hearthstone uh channel last week or the beginning of this week that was tweet it's national podcast day at your favorite podcast hosts and i'm sure his phone was just buzzing every 20 seconds because uh he's out there and he's on every podcast it's great um but anyway uh just some final thoughts um again while while using using quote unquote using your community might sound have funny sound to it it's there for a reason we all love hearthstone even if people all they do is complain about hearthstone they're still playing. They still love the game. So, get involved in communities, use use the resources that are available. If you don't know what resources you should be using, if you're in a community, you can ask and someone's going to try to help you. <sighs> Doc, I talked a lot. We all had some nice conversation. I think I'm getting a little full though. How about some dessert? Uh
0: yeah. So, I want to start dessert start. with uh our favorite, like our favorite Hearthstone community moment or memories. Uh, I'll go first so that it gives you to some time to think, because I know this isn't on the show notes at all. Uh, So recording the Blizzlet 100 and 200 episode uh, milestone videos. Uh, It started off just because I really like Blizzlet and 100 is a really big number to do something. That's two years of consistency. And then, 200 came around and that's even like even more and it was just it was just fun to get people involved and i reached out to everyone in the in the blizzlet discord asking them if they wanted to send me like a like a two-minute testimonial what blizzlet meant to them or and a favorite moment and it's communities are fun and they're what you make of it like you can like you can be a part like you can be in all these discord servers but if all you do is lurk which i'm guilty for some of the servers i'm in like you're in there but you're just the like you're the wallflower and there's so much there's so much to experience so i'm trying to get more active in like the squelch discord and get active in the coin concede discord because i'm very active in the blizzlet discord but i'm trying to move that to the other places just because communities are great and it's just a great way to make friends with People that have the same interests as you. And then you get to learn more about these faces you see on the internet, on Twitter, these avatars you get to see on Discord and everything. Uh, yeah, so that's mine. So Blizzlet 100 and 200 episode specials. Now
1: it's not even just about the, um, the game Hearthstone. Like I know right now over in Squelch, uh, a few people, uh, Gator, Matted Arms, Dano, they've really been finding the itch for Fall Guy. And now, multiple times a night, they just have people they play Fall Guy with, and and that's great. It's like it doesn't even have to be about whatever game you're talking about. You're going to find new games. You're going to find people to play with. You're gonna find things to do if that's what you're looking for. So that's great. How about you, Steve? You got any uh, thoughts on um, favorite community moment?
2: Yeah, you know what? There, there's been a few. Um, in general, like I mentioned, talking about how. Honestly, over all the time that I've sort of been involved and sort of turned up on the community scene and, and had anything to do with any of this, how supportive they were was really a surprise for me. And, and it, not to sound too cynical, but, you know, you, you sort of go through life and, and you don't tend to find groups of people who don't know you. You know, they, they don't really know you. They just sort of know of you a little and a little interactions. Who are genuinely so decent and so nice and so supportive. And I can remember the first time, honestly, that I, I think it was Ben Heathstone, uh, who doesn't have the R in his tag, um, who, who was just so kind and so supportive. And I, I remember DMing him just the most heartfelt message saying, you know, thank you so much for the support and for, you know, reposting my stuff and, and making such nice comments. Because honestly, the, the stuff that I put out. Could have been taken just, you know. I, 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 you know what? I, at one point, I actually went to Reddit and reposted something in the early days that, that I'd gotten such a nice reception on Twitter with. And, and it was absolutely flamed and called cringe. And I just went, oh, I don't think I'm going to go to Reddit anymore. That doesn't seem like what I want. And, and Twitter was such a difference and the community was so nice. And, and I just remember saying to, to, to Ben, you know, how kind it was and how, how nice it was. Because honestly, in the early days, if, if somebody had given me that sort of negative cringe, get out of here, what the heck, I would have just sort of faded away because I wouldn't have kept putting anything out there because I wouldn't have felt comfortable doing it. And instead, it was the opposite. And that really was a surprise. And, and honestly, it, it was not what I came to expect of sort of society in general. So getting used to it and expecting nicer things and expecting decency from people. As silly as it sounds not to, it's sort of you harden yourself a little bit in life. But the, the community is there, and it, it's there to, to sort of hold you up when you need it. And that's that's really saying a lot.
1: That was cringe, Steve. No, I'm just kidding.
2: Thanks. That's okay, too. <laughs> uh,
1: sorry, I had to. No, that's beautiful. And I'm glad you actually were able to find find your way here, because I know I, I, I personally find uh, quite a few people now that aren't just – People that I know on the internet, but like I consider friends and I consider Doc a friend. I consider Steve a friend. I consider many people in this community friend and not just online friend, but someone that I can actually feel like, hey, I need to talk to like you and I, Steve, have had many conversations about many things, many personal things that will, will never be you know, publicly aired. But the fact that, that we've found our way through these communities and, and, and had a friendship is, is, is a testimonial to what these communities can do. It is.
2: The, one of the things that that is really nice when you actually do get, get to sort of see people face to face a little bit, even though, sadly, you know, we don't live close enough together to, to engage that way like you enjoy. But but it's the weird thing for me has always been when I read people's texts or I hear them in podcasts, I always picture them as their avatar. So depending on what your 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 little sort of cartoonish caricature like hat is just a hat. So I'm not entirely sure where the voice comes from when he's talking, but, but for a lot of them, it is that sort of, and it's a little weird that when you actually start seeing people in real life, that they don't look just like their, their cartoon avatars do. And you have to go, Oh, you don't look anything like I pictured you're totally different because you know, your, your cartoon is not quite the same as you are. So yeah, it is nice to be able to, to sort of get in front of people and have real conversations and not just sort of text back and forth every now and then.
1: Agreed. Now, now my, my and Doc actually involves you, um, not tangentially, but uh, directly. Uh, one of the, my favorite parts about the communities that I've been on is um, I know there's been a couple times when I've been on these communities and there's been a call to action. And one particular call to action was, um, Doc, I, I don't know, I can't tell you exactly what it was, but you had been going through a hard time of things, I think, last year.
0: Oh, and, was it and, when was it when my dad passed away?
1: It it was probably then, but I I, I know it was. A, I think it was around then. And and Daniel Stormrage Sheldon was basically yeah. like, "Hey, we need to get Doc out here. Like, is there anything we can do?" And and we had a little private uh, room set up that had everybody but Doc in it. And we basically we raised some funds together and and uh, I think a couple other things. And we got your ass on a bus and got you out to hang out with Daniel for a while, and um, it was something I think you needed at the time, and just the fact that... It wasn't even just the fact that it was something that... Because um, Daniel's your your, your real-life friend, but it wasn't even just that. It was just that how quickly this community of random internet strangers came together just to make something some small kindness happen. And, and I found that very inspiring, and that's happened a couple times, in um, the Blizzlet especially, um, but just the fact that we look out for each other and we care for each other, I think that is... A true testament to what these communities
2: are. Yeah, and wow, and you called you called me cringe. <laughs> Holy cow!
0: Um, I do kind of want to touch on that too, actually, because now that you bring it up, that very much at the time was something that I definitely needed. Um, so, not to try to throw shade on uh, my brother, but after our dad had passed away, he disappeared. Like he didn't come by the house or anything, and like wouldn't talk back, like wouldn't text me back. And it was Christmas time because our our dad passed away just like five days before Christmas. And unbeknownst to me, my brother's girlfriend's family paid for him to fly out to Illinois to spend Christmas with them. And so at this very hard time in my life that my twin brother, who I've gone through everything with, like wasn't there. And then seeing that I even still have uh, one of some of the stuff that you guys got me, uh, as part of that whole, that whole scenario, scenario, but getting up and to go see Daniel was really cool. And to be honest, that was the second time I had seen Daniel IRL. Cause the first time was when I moved from Washington state to Utah. Cause I st- I drove through Pocatillo. Originally my plan was drive through Pocatillo, like s- sleep in my car or something and i was like hey daniel like do you want to meet up like what's going on because like at that point we were just friends on twitter and discord and he's like actually he's like dude like what are you what are your plans like where are you gonna sleep i was like oh, i was thinking about like finding a cozy uh, parking lot and he's like "Nah, dude just come stay at my house granted we had had only community games at that point we had never actually like hung out other than community games and daniel's such a nice guy and he Now him and I are very much real life friends, but that that moment in time was so important to me and it was so heartwarming to see so many people come together to help somebody that they don't really know super well. Um, So thank you, Tito and Daniel and everyone else who was a part of that, because that was a very important moment in my life where I needed like extra support and I was very thankful that I got it.
1: And and for us, it was only, you know, a, a couple bucks each and, and, and scraped together and just, you know, do a kindness. And to be honest with you, the, I just learned that you – I thought you and Daniel had been friends for – I don't even know what the backstory was, but I didn't realize that that was your backstory. I thought you guys had known each other for a long time. So the fact that oh, no. <laughs> you are as close as you are from just being in these communities, I think – And we're not – Again, the point for here was not, hey, join communities, become lifelong friends, find your true love,
0: and all
2: that. <laughs> find a couch to sleep on. Yeah. yeah. What was was I want to know? Was Daniel fully dressed the first time you met him?
0: Yes. So, oh, thank God. Uh, so, actually, they were Just recording the an epi- So they were recording an episode of Blizzlet the night that. I was I was moving Um, and I was moving there. It was like March. It was the beginning of March because I had to work on March 13th, which was like a Saturday. Um, And so I ended up (laughs) staying on basically a whim, like three, two days, like three nights and two days at Daniel's house. And unfortunately, when I was driving, I didn't account for the time change because I was going to roughly be there when they were recording the show. This was one of Jack's last episodes. So not only did I get to meet Daniel off the bat, I got to meet Ted for a split second and I got to meet Jack for a split second and like. social relationships, it was weird because it was like awestruck a little bit because there are these people that I have listened to for so long that like, it just sounds like you're listening to a group of friends just bullshitting like whatever they want to talk about. And I was like, yo, these are real people. And I met them and it was kind of cool. Um but yeah, no, we met through just Discord and Twitter and just being engaged. And I don't know, Daniel's a really nice guy. He was fully clothed. Um, <laughs> the first time. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I've seen him shirtless a couple times. But like, that's that's like the most it is. And like, even when we went on Daniel, and I went on vacation together this last summer and he was he was clothed the entire time. So I, I couldn't say <laughs> I've seen he,
2: he wasn't naked like he likes to be, but he, he only seems to take theatrical roles that are fully naked i think he demands that they rewrite the parts so that he doesn't have to wear clothes so i i mean if if that works for you that's great
1: (laughs) and i definitely i definitely want to come back to this conversation at some point because we will have an episode um probably on parasocial relationships in 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 these communities which is i think an interesting topic anyway go ahead doc
0: The time has come for this cookie. Uh, Steven, where can people find you if they want to find you?
2: They don't, but if they wanted to, I'm usually, uh, if you head down the hallway, Cora's bedroom's on the right, mine's on the left. Um, If you're talking in a social matter, um, basically, uh, you can find me on Twitter at JustAguy66. I do have a YouTube channel. Uh, that you can hunt down my one card reveal and half a dozen or so other mildly entertaining videos um you can find my facebook page if you'd like to actually read some quality content about a small business owner ranting to nobody uh, over the last couple of years um, my facebook uh, account is there uh, with my business which is computer greeks terrible pun name that that is uh, i love my it. thoughts for thursday has actually been one of the better things that i've ever done uh, over the last several years, I, I think I get one out about once a month. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm there. You can you can call me. My phone number is seven. Oh, you don't want <laughs> like, the specific contact info. Okay, th- that's fine then. what well, we can go with Twitter. You can hit me up there.
1: And I've actually bought a computer from Computer so I I will. Um, he has. I will um, testament and I and I believe it or not, I've actually paid the bill.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he has. <laughs> no
0: denying. Uh, uh, dio where, where can people find you?
1: Well, you can find me streaming on Twitch usually on Mondays and Thursdays. Although I'm thinking about uh, switching it up as part of our early conversation, but you can find me on, on Twitter and Twitch at Tito Santana HS. You can also, as you heard, find us at. Uh, we've actually started um, the watch this under the umbrella of the idea of a company for future productions. We call it Be Good. Productions or Be Good Studios, something like studios. that. Studios, Studios, Be Good studios. studios. But B as in mm. B, A, like uh, the corgi that they yeah. own. So um, it, it's it's a, a a very cute little uh, icon and logo and and um, that
2: that uh, I put. It's up, gonna be sad when you know years from now you look back and we have two episodes. It's gonna be just <laughs> awful. No, but... well, we'll make we'll... It is one more than my driving to work podcast. So at least I've accomplished number two in some.
1: Well, we have number three and four in the works, so we're getting there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, would, I mean, I do have some of my own Hearthstone Twitter, uh, excuse me, Hearthstone YouTube content out there. Um, I've started a, a program. I think I mentioned this once called uh, This Week in Hearthstone, where I give you some some very basic news. Hopefully, it's a little funny. It's not too serious. Um, we're gonna try to do a review of the Masters Tour. Um, this week, and, and I appreciate anyone checking that out. It's more just fun for me because, like, I work with Doc and, and and Steve here, and once we're done, they both do the editing on the projects that we work on, and I'm trying not to be a pain in their butts while I'm letting them do whatever work they have to do. So, um, and I'm not saying I'm successful at not being a pain in the butt, but I, I'm just saying that I try not to be. But in order to not have these idle hands saying, hey, how are things? I needed something else. So I started doing something else, and um, I'm having fun with it, and that's that's all we can do. Uh, so Doc, how about you? Where can people find you? Uh
0: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Doc McButt. You can also find me... I'm going to... F- I think this is going to be the first time we plug this. We have a Discord server for Bread and Butter. If you want the link to that, please feel free to message Tito or I or the Bread and Butter Twitter, and we'd be more than happy to get you in our community because communities are great. You can also email the show directly at bread in butter and is in the letter hs at gmail.com uh steven do you have anybody you would like to thank today or shout out
2: oh goodness um there's so many people out there to thank honestly if we go back to sort of the origination of this like we touched on earlier um i would thank both of you as much as People might doubt my sincerity. Um, I am completely sincere because if you guys hadn't reached out to me um, to do that Blizzlet 200th take that, that I did with Cora and put that out where people saw me for the first time and, and sort of got a, a, an idea of sort of the dumb sense of humor I try and portray, um, I, I would not have. I mean, immediately after that, I, I put that out there, and and Daniel Stormrage reached out to me and he's like, dude. I'm going to be your friend, and I'm like, okay, (laughs) that sounds a little odd, but if you say so, strange person, I don't know, and I went on Blizzlet and obviously found what you guys knew already, which was what a great group of people that are just sincerely decent in real life. And, and, you know, it's it's sad that sort of I made it this long in my life before I actually got plugged into a community that was this positive and this decent. So, yeah, I would I would say thanks to you guys, because if if you hadn't put that together and, and Tito hadn't reached out and, and got me to to sort of, you know, do this and sort of push me into to getting Cora to go along with it. And then for whatever reason, I came up with the Limp biscuit pod race bit and, and that sort of. And apparently, the the funniest thing wasn't even that. It was the artifact shirt that I wore for the video. So that that was purely unintentional. It was people were like, "Oh, that was that's so meta. That's so cool that he did." And I went, "No, it was just a shirt that fit, and I got it for free. I thought it was a good shirt." So yes, thanks to you guys, I really do appreciate. that. Thank you, and you're most certainly welcome, uh, Tito.
0: How about you?
1: Well, I'd like to thank Wiki Good for um, a shout out on Coin Conceived this week. He he said some very very nice things, and um, I was very surprised actually. Like I was I I was listening and I was wondering um, if we would hear from Edel because she was on the podcast, and I was kind of hoping that she gave us the little plug at the end, which she did. But the the the, the words from Wicked were uh, uh, very kind and and heartwarming, and I, I appreciated that greatly. Um, And also, I'd like to thank the two of you. Um, You know, we we tend to thank each other every week, but you guys have been doing hard work on all the editing on the projects that we're doing, and and dealing with me day after day. And and that's (laughs) no simple task. Um, How about? I just
2: found out you can mute people in Discord. I didn't realize that, so we we can use that going forward, Doc. Apparently, we we can can also. Apparently, we can also mute me on the podcast, as we found out (laughs) last week, too.
1: Yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) For for those that don't know, um, if you you have listened to episode four, and it seems really weird, and it seemed like Tito took a vacation... It's just that there was a, a bad edit that went out, and if you delete it and re-download it, it you will get the newest up, the newest update that actually has me in there. <laughs> if you prefer it without me, let us know. We can probably put that out there for um, people that are looking for it. But um, Doc, how about yourself? Um, any shout-outs with <laughs>
0: Yeah, but first, I, g- I want to explain the the edit thing. So at the end of the recording, Edelweiss's, uh mic cut out, so as I was editing, I muted everyone's channels individually to find where to rematch it up at, and then just when I exported it, I forgot to unmute Tito, so it was just a quick mistake on my part, um, but I'd like to thank Steven for wanting to be on the show and being willing to be here with us. It means a lot to just get someone to interview and, and talk with. That's not just the two of us, um, especially when we're a show as brand new as we are um I this is a little bit of a random one I also want to thank Russell Johnson uh because I've been listening to a lot of the R.A. Salvatore novels Russell Johnson has read the entirety of the Dark Elf trilogy and I assume the entirety of the Icewind Dale trilogy uh which I've just been listening to at work and it's just helped fill my brain with noise to keep it Functioning, um, so he's blessed my ears the last several days for many many hours. Um, also, Tito, I want to thank you for being on the show with me. And yeah, I I think that's everybody for now.
1: Actually, I think we need to thank Schwal, because even though um, he's probably not listening, uh, every episode gets longer and longer. So we are um, actually following the play for temple model.
0: <laughs> that's true.
1: So I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I think I'm done. I, I think we're toast.
2: Slide two brothers, meet one another when they slide up to the mic. Sit Come listen, maybe change your position, what they say could be right. I've got a lesson, a small confession, opinions out of sight. It's bread and butter with one another, let's start up that recording light.